Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. I'll pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Dalton Stanford. It's another edition of the Eagle Hour from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. We're glad you're with us today. Later in the show, we're going to start a preview of NFL football. We're going to be talking about the AFC West to kick things off. Football uh, just right around the corner. Pretty excited about that. We'll talk a lot of soccer this hour. A little later in the show, we're going to have uh, Shelby Presnell, former soccer player for the Lady Eagles, and uh, joining us here in just a moment is the head coach of the uh, Southern Miss Women's Soccer Program. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, our good buddies down by the Turtle Creek Mall on 15th Avenue in Laurel and undoubtedly in a community near you, wherever you're listening to the show this afternoon. They've got great fall-off-the-bone ribs, hickory-smoked brisket, and other great foods that they smoke in-house every day. And don't forget, they are experts in catering. This is the catering time of year. So whether you're playing a summer pool party, a back-to-school party, or perhaps uh, looking forward to your first football tailgate, uh, keep the good folks at Dickie's Barbecue in mind. Uh, they can do it right. You can sit back, relax, and let Dickie's do the cooking. Our first guest today is USM soccer coach Mohamed Elzair, coming off their best season ever. Uh, a lot of excitement surrounding uh, Southern Miss soccer. And, Coach, we're glad to have you on the show. Does the success of last year bring more pressure to you this year? Not at all. First of all, it's a, it's a pleasure to always be in front of our fans and supporters, and, and, and thank you for your uh, invite. Uh, not at all. It's uh, it's. Uh, it's wonderful to be at this, uh, you know, at Southern Miss and working for great people, and and uh, um, not at all. We 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 embrace the challenge, and uh, we try to kind of uh, be the best that we can be for sure. Coach, the success of last year was based, as you look back now, on what? Well, first of all, you know. Um, you know our culture. You know, and we we really uh, make it a point here at uh, within our soccer program and within the uh, the athletics that uh, you know. And I could speak for soccer that we really want to make sure that we are successful with people. And so we're out there starts from the recruiting process, identifying people that of uh, great value and character, and uh, and then obviously identifying talent. Uh, but we also work on that on in in, in helping our student athletes, you know, more than just their performance on the field. So so that is one thing in our relations that we create with our student athletes uh, is critical in in terms of nurturing them and 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 helping them reach their potential. You know, academic athletically and personally for sure now coach my partner luke johnson a big soccer fan claims that he played soccer at one point in his life we haven't been able to document that but uh, <laughs> but we take him for his word i'm sure he has a lot of questions for you right luke 
Yeah, Coach, thanks for being on today. I was a kicker and punter at Southern Miss, and it was all the growing up uh, playing soccer that uh, that got me into doing that, and eventually soccer is the reason I, I played football at Southern Miss. But this uh, 2019 squad of yours, a couple holes to replace. Uh, Ola's really kind of the glaring one at the back, one of the greatest uh, soccer players in the history of Southern Miss. What are some more holes uh, that you're looking to fill as, as uh, the season quickly approaches? Well, you know, historically, I mean, looking back, uh, you know, there's always somebody that will step up and, and uh, you know, we've done uh, some great, you know, obviously all that has uh, is, is, a, is a big hole or big shoes to, fit, to fill, but, uh, you know, throughout the spring, we've had a lot of, of our players that have spe- stepped up. Our captain and leader, uh, Caitlin Fayard, is coming back from her ACL, had a wonderful uh, spring season. Uh, we have... Uh, Keely Hopmeyer, that is, uh, you know, who was a sophomore last year that stepped in into uh, Caitlin's uh, shoes and, and helped us uh, go to the championship game. So we get that, and uh, we get some young ones that are coming in, uh, obviously. And we have a, a young lady, a transfer from uh, from uh, New Jersey, that uh, uh, Macy Pennington, that we feel that she can step in in that shoes. And we got Maddie Flamia from uh, uh, Panama City. Uh, so we have uh, other players also. We do also have uh, Antonia Maponia, which is the uh, left back for uh, the South African uh, national team. So I hope that uh, any of those wow. will step in and those into those shoes of all and cover that gap. Coach, uh, we were joking with uh, Coach Ladner over at basketball yesterday. They start with that battle for Atlantis, playing Gonzaga and some of the top teams. And we were joking with him about, you know, just how, are you crazy to start that way? Coach, I'm looking at your schedule. First two are exhibitions, but you start at LSU, at Mississippi State, and at Missouri. I mean, just throw them in the fire and get them ready for the regular season, right? Well, when you are young, you, you know, it's the best timing to, to, to throw them in the fire and, and, and learn from it. And, you know, we 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 look at every uh, opportunity to test ourselves and uh, against the best and uh and that's the only way you can get better you know and uh so the the, the ladies are really excited to with the schedule and uh are ready to tackle that schedule that we've put together for sure and uh you know it's going a- into the conference for sure yeah, I mean it's a it's a great non conference schedule. You you host South Alabama, then uh, September thirteenth you hit the Plains and the fourth SEC team on your schedule, Auburn. Uh, with every you know with uh, who you lost and then what other other people have lost. Who are what, what's the talk in the conference as far as who's going to be the the stronger teams this year? Well, I mean you you know I mean North Texas is uh, have all consistently been you know competing for the top three spots, uh, if not the, the championships, uh, Rice, uh, Florida Atlantic, uh, Charlotte, uh, those teams are always in the mix. Uh, but, uh, you know, for us, it's we just got to show up every day and, and put on honest work. And uh, and it doesn't matter who we, who is facing, who's on the other side of the field. Uh, we just got to prepare and, and give our best shot and, uh, and our best work and that's all I ask from our student athlete is uh, to show up every day and put an honest day's worth of work and uh, you know we don't talk about results or winning we, we talk about process and what what, was, what are the things that we need to do to be uh, to improve and, and maximize ourselves and, and since we do that and we focus on developing our players you know um, 
that kind of really takes you out, you know, keeps you focused on what the things that matter the most. Coach, what can you tell uh, our listeners about uh, home soccer matches uh, if they won't come out and watch your kids play? When do they start, and uh, what all what all will they be able to see here in Hattiesburg? Well, I mean, obviously, you see that you know we're uh, we're on the road quite a bit this year, and and part of that is uh, you know we had some you know uh, teams that were in our schedule that we were returning to, uh, but uh, you look at our first game is going to be against South Alabama, which is uh, the powerhouse of the Sun Belt, and. Uh, we're looking, obviously, for anybody that comes in to watch uh, the Golden Eagles is to look, to see a team that is uh, uh, a together team that plays uh, an attacking brand of soccer that is attacking and, and uh, we're, we're, we're moving the ball and we're possessing it and we're uh, showing a lot of uh, will to win and being aggressive going into, into the final third and, and creating more chances. Um, and um, so it, it, it's definitely anybody that will come and see uh, Southern Michigan uh, hope that they will see a, not only a team that attacks, but also an enjoyable and attractive si- attacking soccer that uh, they can enjoy for sure. Now, Luke, what position did you play in soccer? I was a, oh. a, I was a number 10. And number 10 is like a, like a, a playmaker or you say a point guard or a, or a quarterback. Uh-huh. I got you. I got so, you. so kind of a, uh, I like to have the ball, and, and that's another area is that <laughs> we, you know, I want to have the ball, and I want to be able to dictate the tempo, and uh, and uh, so so that's kind of always that type of player. So, uh, you know, I, I would love if, you know, my team continues to, to play that, that path of soccer. And what about you, Luke? What did you play? I was uh, I was a midfielder and, and a forward in high school. I was more about a right wing coach. We ran just that traditional four three three. Sometimes we run a diamond up top. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I like guys like you because when you, as soon as the ball touches your feet, you're thinking back of the net. Um, yeah. What. What uh you know you you did something that that hadn't been done in a long time uh, you, you a couple years ago first winning season since uh, 2012 and then you know last year the best season ever has it taken a little longer for you to turn the ship or, or are you happy where we where we are now your course and direction for the program well it it it, it starts first and foremost from the leadership and and we've had you know throughout uh, my tenure here and my time and we've continued to address a lot of the challenges that we've had and chipping away one at a time on and on those challenges and then continuing to uh, not only, you know improve facilities resources and and, and also uh, you know improve the environment for our student athletes it's uh, right. it's not greener anywhere unless you're willing to make it yeah. greener and, and, and stick it out and uh, so so I, I appreciate the leadership you know from improving the facilities to providing a lot of other resources to, you know that uh, throughout you know last year we added another staff a full-time complement of our staff you know we've always had one person short so those little resources that the outside does not see, but when you look at right. it, they're, they may be minor, but they're huge in the long term in terms of building the you know the program and and the culture that we have here. Okay. So so appreciative of of what the leadership has done in right, in, in recent years for you for sure. We thank you for your time, Coach, very much. Sir. Thank, thank you. you so much. It's okay. always a pleasure. Thank you. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. 
Welcome back, everybody. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. Bob, Luke, and Dalton from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Our thanks to Coach Mohammed El Zair for joining us in the first segment. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. Great selection of Southern Miss apparel. I'm sure they're getting in new stuff as we speak. Uh, getting rid of the spring stuff, bringing in the fall stuff. Probably find yourself some really good deals on summer and spring wear right now with your favorite Southern Miss logo, Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street. Of course, if you're listening to other parts of the state, you can go to campusbookmart.net, and uh, they'll deliver it right to your front door. We continue along the uh, theme of college soccer this afternoon by bringing Shelby Presnell on the show. Shelby's a former soccer player for the Lady Eagles out of Pensacola Catholic High School in Pensacola. A busy young woman in high school, Luke. She played basketball, softball, track and field, cross country, team MVP in basketball, Christian Student Athlete Award, helped her school win a district championship, but ended up playing college soccer. Uh, Shelby, all of those talents, how did you end up on the soccer field? Oh, my gosh, that was that was pretty crazy. Um, I, well, I've always played soccer. I've been playing soccer since maybe first grade, and I just bounced in between basketball and soccer in high school. And then to, uh, for college, I just kind of decided to try and walk on just, just to get my – or really just to make my mom happy. She wanted me to walk on. I was like, just give it a shot. I was like, okay, I'll try it. <laughs> so I did. So you're the MVP of your high school basketball team. Any thought to, to, to sticking with basketball as opposed to changing sports and walking on? Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I love basketball. That was a lot of fun. Um, and it was, it was always a hard choice. Because basketball and soccer played at the same time. They played in the in the winter season in Florida. And uh, so I had to choose between basketball and soccer each year. So I actually alternated. So I think my first year, my freshman year of high school, I played soccer. And then the next year, basketball. And then junior year, soccer. And then senior year, basketball. And then I tore my PCL playing basketball. And so I was out for a long time. And... Um, but I think I, I really enjoyed soccer more. So I think that was really what pushed me over there. I was like, I'm just going to go for soccer and try that out. Mm-hmm. So how do you end up at Southern Miss? That was also a random choice. For, because I, uh, from Florida, my family, they're all from Florida, too. And um, I don't know. I just A lot of the people that I played club soccer with, mm-hmm. they – we're going to Southern Miss on a scholarship. And so I was like, okay, maybe I'll just check out Southern Miss, check out the campus and see if I would like to go there. And I ended up falling in love with it because it was a beautiful campus. And I just ended up deciding to go to Southern Miss. Luke, we've heard that before, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, uh, so so many times, Shelby, you're uh, you're not you aren't the first. You won't be the last. I got a soft uh, spot in my heart for walk-ons because I was a walk-on. I walked on the football team and and uh, played after that. And and uh, what in, what intrigued me about your story is you you walked on in the middle of the season. Yeah, yeah, I did. And I well, when I walked on. Um, the starting goalkeeper, she broke her pinky, I think it was, her finger, or some, or her ring finger, and then the backup goalkeeper 
Kelly Brombot, she was also injured. And so I kind of joined by default, really. And I ended up playing in the middle of the season and playing for the rest of the season. And when I, I mean, the first game that I played, I didn't know anyone's names on the team. It was, I mean, it was absolutely (laughs) insane. I didn't know anybody. I was like, I haven't played soccer in forever. And here I am playing a D1 on a D1 soccer team. What is happening? Oh, I mean, it was, it was crazy. We uh, we we had kind of the same thing in in football. Uh, we had deep snapper problems, and so uh, I have a, a week two. They had a tryout. Week three, my long snapper, my new long snapper dresses, and then he starts against Nebraska on Thursday night football. So I mean, it's just it's it's a pretty cool thing what you're doing. You don't know any of your teammates' names, and you're out there. But you went on and uh, you started nine games, uh, basically, like you said, the the, the whole way out. Uh, yeah. Was it just surreal going out there match after match, being like, I wasn't even on the team two weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, it was absolutely crazy. I mean, I had some of my family members, they were like, I didn't even know that you were on the soccer team. We had no idea. I was like, well, I didn't know either until a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and uh, it was very just last-minute kind of thing. And all of a sudden, I didn't, when I walked on, I was, you know, just trying to make the team, really. I wasn't really expecting to play. You know, freshman, walk on, I wasn't expecting any minutes. And then all of a sudden being thrown in game after game and getting all of the, all of that time. Um, I mean, it was so much fun, though. I loved it. It was yeah. awesome. We had uh, we had Coach Elzer on last segment um, before before you came on, and I was asking him. You know, your junior year was in 2016, and you guys went eight and seven and one, and that was the first winning season for Southern Miss soccer since 2003. What was it like being a part of that squad that kind of got over the hurdle into the winning uh, land again? Yeah, that I mean that I think it opened up our eyes. Because we started to realize, hey, you know, we we are good enough. And Coach Mo has always has always believed in us, and has always, you know, just has had so much heart when he's talking to the team. Like, come on, ladies, I know that you can do this. And because um, we competed every single game, it wasn't like we were losing every game uh, a million to zero. We were competing, but it was still disheartening for a while to to have a losing season. And so when we had that winning season, I think we were like, wow, yeah, you know, we are good enough. We can do this. It just made it real. It was like, okay, we are getting better, and we just need to keep working at it at every practice and show up every single game because it is tangible and we can do it. Right. All right, Shelby, what has life brought for you since you uh, left Southern Miss? Oh, okay. So I graduated in December 2018, so just recently, and I'm now living, oh, I work in North Chicago, and I'm a kinesiotherapist at a VA, and I am living in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Really? Uh, that's yeah, a, that's pretty a long, random. Yeah, that's a long way from Florida, Shelby. It is. I mean, I thought Mississippi was random from Florida. <laughs> But no, this is this is even more random. So, what what is life like in Wisconsin? 
Okay, so I've been here since April, and it actually snowed twice in April <laughs> in Wisconsin. Wow. I mean, that was an adjustment right there. But the weather right now is beautiful. Oh. I'm actually sitting outside, mm-hmm. and the, the summers here are absolutely gorgeous so far. It's not mm-hmm. humid at all, and it's pleasant to be outside. Kind of cool like it was in Hattiesburg in the summer when you were getting ready for soccer, correct? Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hattiesburg. Hattiesburg was uh, hot, for sure. But Shelby, no place to go to the beach. Actually, there is a beach in Kenosha. It will, it's the Lake Michigan, but it kind of feels like a beach. I got you. But not quite like the Gulf of Mexico, I'm guessing. Oh, no. No, no, no. Not like Florida. The sand is uh, not white. Right. Now, what is it you do? What is the type of work you do? I'm a kinesiotherapist. It's similar to physical therapy. Right. And you, and yeah, you, Bob needs that. Yeah, he, I can, I can actually badly. use it this week. There's, there's yeah, really, don't we all? <laughs> yeah, there's no question. And you're working at a VA hospital with veterans. Yes, that's correct. Well, that's outstanding. And uh, we, we appreciate uh, appreciate what you're doing for uh, those men and women that, that served our country. Hey, great conversation with you. I, I guess you know that, uh, obviously, that the soccer team had its best year last year. And uh, oh, I guess you still get to follow things. Yes, I loved keeping up with that. That was so exciting. Yeah, they're doing really well. And it's, it's young ladies like you, I think, fair to say, Luke, that uh, that laid the groundwork for the success that uh, they've enjoyed uh, last year, wouldn't you say? I, Absolutely. Yeah, I and, so. uh, yeah. Well, Shelby, they, they did. And, and you know, one of your one of your teammates, uh, Shelby, Brooke Hendricks, playing, you know, overseas now in Europe and Ola just graduating. And, and some of you ladies have done so much. Thanks for being on the Eagle Hour today, Shelby. Thanks for your time. Thank you for having me. All right. Good luck to you, Shelby. Shelby Presnell, everybody, former soccer player, doing great work now. Uh, but tell you what, now, this is a kid with some guts, uh, Luke. She uh, comes from Pensacola, Florida, to Hattiesburg to walk on a soccer team. And now, less than six months after she's graduated from college, she's moved to Wisconsin. Uh, this is a this is a kid with some courage, hey, would you say? That That's what goalkeepers do. When you see them running out there at the top of the 18 in the middle of traffic, punching balls, yelling. I mean, that's what somebody that moves to Wisconsin from Florida does. Well done. All right, great conversation. We'll be right back. Eagle Hour continues after this break. to the top. Back on a Wednesday, great talking with Shelby Presnell, former goalkeeper for the Golden Eagles, now working for the VA up in Chicago. We also appreciate Coach Mo joining us in that first segment. The Lady Eagle soccer team opening up just nine days away. This is the last day of July today, and Lady Eagles open up on April 9th down in 
April 9th, August 9th, down in Baton Rouge. It's an exhibition game uh, against the uh, Bayou Bengals of LSU. So uh, a lot of uh, a lot of good things from Coach Mo. A couple holes to fill, but got some good transfers and some good young uh, players uh, coming in. Third segment, Eagle Hour, brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg. Facebook specials. Be sure to check them out on Facebook. They're always posting any daily or weekly specials they have, and you can go in there for trivia and, and see some of the, the best Southern Miss memorabilia in the world. Fourth Street Barn Grill, proud sponsor of the third segment of the Eagle Hour. Luke, Bob, and Dalton from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. And Bob, we we're talking about how quick uh, you know soccer season is upon us. The Hall of Fame game. Is tomorrow night. That's, That's just stunning, unreal to me. Yeah, stunning. The Broncos and the Falcons. As you said to me during the break, they've only been in camp about a week. I was a little surprised to see that, but I guess that means the ceremony when they induct the new members in will be probably Saturday night, correct? Yeah, it should be. It should be Saturday. Well, Luke, one of those teams playing, as we said, is the Broncos. We want to start taking a look at the uh, different divisions in the NFL now that the football season is here. Doesn't that that feel good to say that now the NFL football season is here? We're going to start out west with the uh, AFC West. And uh, let's start, Luke, with the Denver Broncos. New quarterback in camp. Of course, they sort of fell into the Manning guy, and that got them a Super Bowl championship, and they've been fairly average since then. Now they take Joe Flacco, who comes over from a long career with Baltimore, and they put him at the helm. How do you like the Broncos in 2019? Flacco's got experience. Uh, you know, he's always been really able to, to see the field well at six foot six. You just wonder, uh, you know, at Baltimore, he had, he had some good defenses. He's won a Super Bowl, just unable to uh, – in the last few years uh, to get over the hump. Uh, he brings experience, but what really was last year the, the shining um, star for the Denver Broncos, undrafted Philip Lindsay, their running back. He, mm-hmm. he had uh, almost close to 1,300 yards uh, from scrimmage. And if it wasn't for Cyclone Barkley, he probably would have been the offensive rookie um, of the year. Uh, he, he did uh, hurt, got hurt a little bit again right before Christmas, but he should be fine. So, you know, he's, he's pretty dynamic. And then uh, you look at uh, what they've got on the defensive side of the ball. It's just going to be hard. Uh, we'll cover this team in a minute. But it's just hard to break out of that division with how good the Chargers and the Chiefs were last year. All right. Next team up, uh, the Oakland Raiders, of course, uh, with John Gruden, the coach. Uh, I guess the new thing there is Derek Carr should be back healthy. And they get Antonio Brown over from Pittsburgh who obviously was an extremely good receiver with the Steelers for a number of years. You see improvement uh, out of the Raiders? I I would think that we would see some improvement. You see some. You know, Gruden last year went to that whole mindset. They were the oldest team in the NFL on paper. Mm -hmm. Uh, They had uh, the most – and his idea was the veterans. Well, you know, you got to have some some young blood in there, and they were just – they weren't the greatest. Carr's healthy. Uh, he's dynamic when he has weapons. They spent their first-round pick drafting uh, Josh Jacobs out of Alabama. So uh, he, he's a three-down back. They won't have to use him that way because the only Southern Miss player right now in this division is Jalen Richard. And uh, you look at what Richard did. We, Kelly and I were running his numbers last week. Bob, if I told you, just gave you, you know, is this a running back or a receiver? And I would say somebody had 81 targets and 68 receptions. 
receptions. That's good numbers for like a, a second or third slot receiver. That's how many receiving targets and receptions that Jalen Richard had last year. Mm-hmm. And so with a with a healthy car, and you get Antonio Brown, they've got weapons on ground and air. It's just going to depend on, you know, you're going to really see this year, and, and it's, it's tough to say, uh, it's tough to hear myself say this, you're going to see again this year if the game has passed John Gruden by or if he's caught up to it. Right, and you got to feel really good for Jalen Richard. He's really done well uh, out on the West Coast. All right, coming up next, uh, a team that I think last year was maybe the most underrated team in the league, and I think they're going to be very good again this year, is the Los Angeles Chargers. That's an odd thing to say. Uh, the Chargers have a lot of young talent, a bright young coach, an aging quarterback uh, in Phillip Rivers, but a guy that still shows he's got a lot of game and I would think, Luke, that the Chargers will be a contender in the AFC this year. I think they will. You're just going to see, you know, it was was last year a fluke, you know, uh, was was it was, you know, Rivers just uh, phenomenal. I mean, he, he was, but I'm just saying it's was it a, a, a fluke or is there still gas left in the tank? You look at last year. One of the things that really carried them was was their defense, and that's really what you know got them destroyed in the playoffs. Was they had no answer for for the Patriots, um, but you know if they can play good defense uh, with Melvin Gordon in the backfield, there's a chance uh, you know for them to to be able to make a run again. Uh, Rivers just has to you know be at the top of of his game again. Um, he, he, though, he is always – because you remember coming out of NC State, everybody's like, man, this dude has, like, the worst throwing motion ever, you know. And mm-hmm. he has always surpassed expectations that were were put upon him. And a lot of it's got to do with his personality. So the the Chargers will go a rise or fall based off what Phillip Rivers does. And the favorite to win the division, uh, defending champion, division champions, Kansas City, have an extraordinary young quarterback and Patrick Mahomes. is going to be curious to see uh, if he can live up his sophomore year to his first. And they have a coach that's that's won a lot of games, uh, wins a lot of games every year, but just has not done very well in the playoffs and obviously uh Andy Reid looking for uh, more success in the postseason what do you what do you see out of Kansas City this year well you know Kansas City reminds you of a like a, a big 12 team mm-hmm. you know just we don't we can give up 35 points games we're just gonna score 38 if you score 42 we're gonna score 45 you know and and uh, it's fun football to watch, but you know maintaining that type of offensive ability is really hard to produce every year. In in some ways, you could argue that it's it's harder or it's it's uh, it's it's better you know to to have a solid defense over several years than, than an offense. Uh, you're gonna what you're gonna have to look at is ha- have defenses and have defensive coordinators have they found some way to adjust to Mahomes I don't think you can account for everything he does because he's like Brett Favre I mean he can be uh, contained and uh, going to the ground and still make plays and that's just the, the character of him you you want to see uh, a guy like him uh, you, you want to see him be able to make plays uh, not just 
you know, backyard football style, but just growing more and more into a uh, – and somehow he won't ever be a conventional quarterback, but a semi-conventional quarterback. But Andy Reid, I mean, Andy Reid has always been kind of ahead of the game offensively. They do lose Kareem Hunt, and uh, kind of the big question out there right now is is with Tyreek Hill, and he's got some legal trouble. Uh, Travis Kelsey uh, got injured. Hopefully he, he may miss a, a little time. But, it's yeah, again, it, this is a uh, – you, you kind of look at four – Flacco's, you know, decent, but it, it's the the other quarterbacks in this division have historically been very good, and so uh, you you want in all in some ways it would be cool if you know an old Raiders Chiefs rivalry got started up with with two of those young guns like there, but but Mahomes is obviously uh, the, the guy to watch, and he's the best player in the division. Right, the Chiefs do get a new defensive coordinator this year, so they're trying to shore up their defensive side of the ball, which they were not very good at last year. I look at the West, Luke, I, I still see it as a two-team race. I, I see it coming down to Kansas City and the Chargers. Uh, the Raiders could be improved to a degree. The Broncos, I think, are a big question mark. I, I, just looking, I would think the Broncos could finish last in the division. Uh, but do you agree? Kansas City and the Chargers, those are the two teams that will battle it out for the AFC West this year. I, I could see that, but uh, you don't know what you're going to get out of Oakland. I mean, you could get crazy good stuff out of Oakland. I mean, you talk about uh, Jacobs could be a thousand to twelve hundred yard back. Antonio Brown, uh, he's just he's going to be very difficult to stop. Uh, it's just going to depend on can they contain the line of scrimmage? You know, can can Carr not get killed back there? Uh, Oakland could be a, a you know you're talking maybe a four or five team swing in either direction. Right. I, I, so uh, if if they were to pull off some some wins early, um, I think they could very well slide into the number two slot in in this division. Now the Broncos play tomorrow night, and we were talking about Joe Flacco, but you indicated you just read he's not he's not going to play tomorrow night. He won't play tomorrow night. You know, he might make a couple drives in, in game one. Uh, Drew Locke was the kid from Missouri that got drafted, but Kevin Hogan, who's I think in his third year in the league out of Stanford, he's actually jumped Locke on the, on the depth chart. And so Kevin Hogan will be, will be starting tomorrow night. How much polished football could you look for tomorrow night when they've been in camp for 10 days? Well, I, I mean, it's just going to be a bunch of dudes. Yeah, it's just going to be a bunch of dudes like fighting for a roster life. Like that's what they're going to do. Right. You know? Right. All right. That's the AFC West. We're going to work our way through the American Football Conference and then make our way over to the National Football Conference, where all of our favorite teams are. As we continue our countdown to NFL kickoff on the Eagle Hour, and we'll be back right after this. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Gulfport Home Center, located on Highway 
49 in Gulfport. You can also check them out online at gulfporthomecenter.ms. Their inventory of new and used manufactured housing on that website, or just go see them on Highway 49. Gulfport Home Center, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Uh, from 1 to 2, Bob, Luke, and Dalton from the First Bank Studios. Bob, I was uh, was out at Highway 98 the other day, and I'm sure you uh, you see it some. I uh, saw that uh, that new First uh, Bank yeah. going up, and uh, Reggie's got him a nice little house out there. Man, Reggie's going to be sitting up there like the king. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to put a big tin in the window <laughs> where, his, uh, where his office is overlooking the highway. Maybe, maybe so, but all our friends at First Bank greatly appreciate their sponsorship and support of Southern Miss and the Eagle Hour. Uh, they've been with us uh, a long time, and we appreciate uh, their studio sponsorship. About time to Couple, get Ken uh, back on the show, don't you think? We need to. We need him to, to yeah. tell some stories. Uh, we had Preston Hansford on yesterday, and he was a little after Reggie. Uh, he he had a he had Pre, well, Preston had a had a good story uh, yesterday about. Um, how uh, he he said Brett wouldn't break his fingers, but he always made sure that he had his helmet on, or he'd lose a couple teeth. So that was uh, <laughs> now. Look, I missed the show yesterday. I, I got to ask you, what did uh, what did Coach Ladner think about the suicide opening of his basketball schedule next year? Well, part part of it was he said that you know we had been given a. a a, a deference, you know, they they had deferred our involvement in that tournament simply uh, in order because of the situation that Doc inherited. That's what Coach said, and uh, you know, he he told us yesterday, of course, that we're back up to full scholarships this year, so no mercy on the Eagles. Throw them right in mm. the middle, and mm. but he's excited about it. I mean, it's a it is an honor to get to play uh, in that tournament. I mean, you're looking at. Almost every one of those teams uh, were second round. Uh, several of them were Sweet 16 teams last right. year, and to be able to be invited into that, and it's also um, there's a Conference USA tie-in with that also. So you know, mm. may not be the fascinating the last year the to see Eagles that. That's going to be really interesting to see that when that rolls back around. It is. And speaking of basketball, just a recently departed Golden Eagle, Cortez Edwards, who's uh, really top. Uh, in in a lot of categories, he just signed yesterday to play uh, for the. I'm, I always mispronounce uh, this word. The Worcester, the Worcester Wolves. It's in Worcester, England. It's a British basketball league. It's been around. If you don't know what the BBL is, it's been around uh, over 30 years. And Cortez signs with them, and, and the BBL goes from about early December until uh, mid April. So congratulations, on Cortez signing a professional basketball uh, contract uh, with the Wolves of the British Basketball League. Uh, one more uh, coaching addition to talk about. Uh, Coach uh, Levin uh, of uh, softball has uh, hired his other assistant coach. We told you about Coach Mulvaney a couple of weeks ago. Excited about that hire. And he has hired Devin Lowe as an, an assistant coach. Um Excited uh, about uh, the potential for what softball does. Coach Mulvaney will be very good on the recruiting front, and, and uh, Coach Lowe uh, should be very good in assisting. So, uh, softball getting uh, getting together and and uh, getting their stuff together. Soccer getting their stuff together. And, and Bob, just so you know, thirty one days. Four hours and fifty nine minutes until football season. There we go. Now you also had some news about a departing uh, track coach. Yes. Uh, before we say that, it's not John Stewart. Okay, so uh, breathe a sigh of relief. 
But John Ellis, um, who is uh, the jump coach for Southern Miss, really influential in the success of John Warren, uh, he posted on Twitter yesterday, thank you, Southern Miss, one last time, SMTTT. And we've heard through the grapevine um, that we'll know specifically tomorrow, but he is taking a job uh, at a Power 5 program. I'm not sure all the details of it. I'll probably will find that out tomorrow and bring that to you. But I'll tell you what, John Ellis, uh, under the direction of John Stewart, taking the Southern Miss uh, track program, specifically men's jumps, uh, to an unbelievable next level. Right. All right, Dalton, if someone wants to hear the Eagle Hour, and maybe they're working at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, how could they do that possibly? Well, uh, if they are working, they can always tune in after the fact on our podcast platform. They can hear us on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google Play Music, on the iTunes podcast app, or on SoundCloud via the supertalk.fm website. Isn't it amazing the show's on all those things, and I wouldn't have a clue how to find it on any of them. It's okay. Kelly Center doesn't yeah. either. Oh, I know Kelly doesn't. Kelly, Kelly just graduated from the flip phone <laughs> earlier this year, so I'm ahead of Kelly. When oh, I'm still to, having to fix his iPhone for him. Don't worry. Tele- technology, yeah. Uh, you're familiar with all of those, right, uh, young Luke? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's nice having an iPhone. You can just scroll over and, and hit podcasts and search the Eagle Hour, and I get an update every day that you know something comes on. And it's it's what it's really helpful with too, is that you know we have people that may text me, "Hey, I missed the show." We a listener in Georgia the other day was asking me about an episode, so uh, it, it's it's just a way for people um, to Very to be good. able to easily access the content. And we're thankful we can bring you content worth listening to. There you go, and we're gonna do it again tomorrow at one o'clock, or at least take our best shot at it. <laughs> Until then, Southern Miss to the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.